Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this magnificently beautiful, wonderful day. I hope you are doing fantastic. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed. And you know how um, successful corporate people, business owners, entrepreneurs um, get to the point where they're frustrated because they're like, man, there's got to be something more. I've got what success supposedly looks like but I know there's something more and they're frustrated well what we do is we help people like though like that okay we help those people take action in a community and take action through a community that supports them to actually achieve and live their purpose beyond success so that's what we do this is Coffee in Christ. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a day behind. I don't know how, but it slipped by me. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start a, a whole new process here coming up soon, so this won't happen again. So I apologize to anybody about that. But this is your weekly glimpse into what I do daily. Um, Coffee with Christ and starting my day uh, in devotion. And it's totally spontaneous. Those of you who know, it is literally whatever is coming up uh, that particular day. I go with it. So let's just jump right in. And the verse of the day today is, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Isn't that, isn't that an amazing affirmation and guarantee that we have that God and I, I firmly believe this I just spoke into this on a call a few minutes ago uh, within Center Sphere is that God who created us you know there's there's so much good within each one of us and that God is going to continue that work to get that out of us uh, he, he never leaves us he's always working to do that and that is just so empowering to know that no matter what circumstances you face right the good stuff and the yucky stuff that God is always working for the best version of you so in my world you just surrender and let that happen don't try to hold on to control I can't do that if I try to hold on and control myself. Never good. <laughs> never, ever good. All right, let's get into the plan, the devotion for today. And today is the 21st. Jesus at the center. <clears throat> Ready. Peter caps his powerful message in front of his most intimidating audience ever with an explosive statement. There is no other salvation apart from Jesus. This was controversial for a number of reasons. First of all, the Jews considered themselves the chosen people. Why would they need salvation? Secondly, these were the religious and political leaders of the land. Who was Peter to lecture them? Finally, they were the ones responsible for Jesus' crucifixion. Peter basically said they had made the biggest mistake of their lives. But was Peter just trying to get a reaction? No. This was the whole point of his message. The most important thing was that they believe in Jesus. 
When we share our faith to people, it can have multiple effects on them. It will help them get rid of bad habits. It could enhance their relationships. They could have more success in life. But these are side issues. It's great if they happen, but it's not necessary. The most important thing is that they believe in Jesus, the Son of God who died for their sins so they could be with the Father. All of our evangelism and discipleship revolves around this truth. Set. So remember we had ready, now we have set. Have you been able to keep Jesus as the focus of the discipleship process? Has it been your default to point people to Jesus? Is it clear to, to the people you're discipling and the people you're reaching out that Jesus is the center? Yes, you guys, this is Life Transformed, right? Life Transformed, you know, our, our passion is, is discipleship, to get people to Jesus. That's what it is. Um, so, absolutely. Um, it's so empowering to be part of a community of people that are singularly focused and we know what our purpose is. And everything we do revolves around that. And again, not in a, in a way where we can be genuinely ourselves, right? That is the key. Because our stories are what can attract people to us. And our genuine stories, our vulnerable stories, our authentic stories are what really do it. So I just encourage you, if you're hearing this and this is inspiring you, join our community. There's so many ways to do that. So many ways to do that. But you have to want it. You can't be half-stepping. You can't be tiptoeing into this. You've got to want it. So if you're ready, we are ready for you. So, go is the next. Remember, we had ready, set, now go. Reevaluate your choices and priorities. Is Jesus at the center of everything? What areas of your life have a tendency to take center stage instead of Jesus? And that is so powerful, you guys. That is what I call surrender. And I've been through all the stages of that. And um, believe me, my perspective is you can't, again... Just like I said, you can't be half-stepping into this. You have to surrender everything. Because whatever you try to hold on to in life, whatever you try to hold on to in terms of control in your life, that is really taking a step away from Jesus. Because you're saying, oh yeah, I can control it. And you can't. <laughs> so once you realize that and just, I mean, literally, we have the Holy Spirit in us to guide us. So just trust in that Holy Spirit and uh, become, I, I encourage everybody to get, you know, get into a community of people who are for you, don't judge you, and who love you and are for you. And that's what we are creating here at Life Transformed. So I'm so super excited. You see, you guys, this is how the word works. It just fires you up as you read and then you listen and then you delve into it. Let's, let's see the actual scripture here. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, just what I talked about, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, 
God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Boom! Drop the mic. Isn't that powerful? That's it, you guys. Keep it simple. And this is from Matthew 1. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Very prophetic. Matthew 1. And uh, 1 Timothy 2, 4, there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. So powerful. Now this is inspiring. Again, inspiring, inspiration means inside, from, from the inside. And that's where everything starts, you guys. It all starts within you. Nothing comes from the outside that's going to really get you to to do the great things that you were designed to do. It's always an inside job. So remember that. Start with your character and your values on the inside, and it will show on the outside. Right? Your character is what, what you do when no one is looking. That is your true character. So that, and it's a humbling thing. Don't run from your sin. Pastor Steve preached on that last week. Don't run. Sin isn't something you run from. It's something that you say, Wow, I've got this desire... So how can God fill it versus something of this world filling it? So powerful. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, I'm so excited today, you guys. God is moving. God is working. And you can just see it in these verses. So powerful. Who, who, who isn't excited and inspired by this? Raise your hand if you're, if you're not excited and inspired by this. All right. Let's go to, we are in 1 Kings, and we're going to go to, let me see, I think we're in, I'm in 18 here. After a long time in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now, the famine was severe in Samaria. And Ahab had summoned Obadiah, his palace administrator. Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord. While Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hidden them in two caves, fifty in each, and had supplied them with food and water. Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grass to keep the horses and mules alive so we will not have to kill any of our animals. So they divided the land they were to cover, Ahab going in one direction and Obadiah in another. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground and said, Is it really you, my lord Elijah? Yes, he replied. Go tell your master, Elijah is here. What have I done wrong, asked Obadiah, that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death? As surely as the Lord your God lives, there is not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever a nation or kingdom claimed you were not there, he made them swear they could not find you. But now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. I don't know where the spirit of the Lord may carry you when I leave you. If I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find you, he will kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped the Lord since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets in two caves, fifty in each, and supplied them with food and water. And now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here? 
He will kill me. Elijah said, As the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I, sure, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your family, father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bowls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bowl and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call in the name of your God, and I will call in the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Oh, this is so exciting. wonder what's going to happen here. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call in the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull, given them, and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two saws of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. Woo! And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. 
So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Holy cow, you guys, what a story. Is that amazing or what? I mean, holy cow. I love it. I love reading the Old Testament. My friend Stephanie and I are doing that together. I think she's a little ahead of me now, but I'm going to catch her. (laughs) Anyway, I love this. um, Because, you know, Elijah, again, you think about this. And he, the odds were against him, 450 prophets to one. But he had faith, right? He had faith in the Lord. And, and that is the lesson that I carry forward here is there may be tons of non-believers that you have to face every day, but you have faith in the Lord. And through him, anything is possible. I truly believe and know that with all my mind, body, and soul. So just lean into that. That is the power right there is to lean into that power. And he will do amazing things. And as I just said that, the, the, the breeze, and it's beautiful here, picked up and the leaves just started. You can hear the wind rustling through the leaves. It's almost as if God is affirming what I just said. Um, and he's saying, yes, spread that word. Spread that word. So you guys, if you hear this, spread this message. Spread this message. Boldly spread this message because that's what the world needs to hear. The world needs a lot more Elijahs out there. You you can be an Elijah, right? So let's let's do that. Let's go and be Elijahs. So powerful. I love it. I want to read more, but I must stay on track here. More tomorrow. Um, from One Kings. It's so exciting. I love it. And, you know, do this together in a community. Like I told you, my friend Stephanie and I are doing this together. Anything you do to grow and enhance yourself, it will be better if you do it in community. I guarantee you, you'll get so much more out of it if you go in community. Okay, so let's go to Sarah. Sarah Young in the verse of the day. I the creator of the universe and with you and for you. What more could you need? When you feel some, when you feel some lack, it is because you are not connecting with me at a deep level. I offer abundant life. Your part is to trust me, refusing to worry about anything. Okay. So she didn't say refusing to worry about most things. She said anything, refuse to worry about anything. It is not so much adverse events that makes you anxious as it is your thoughts about those events. Your mind engages in efforts to take control of a situation to bring about the result you desire. 
Your thoughts close in on the problem like ravenous wolves, determined to make things go your way. You forget that I am in charge of your life. The only remedy is to switch your focus from the problem to my presence. Stop all your striving and watch to see what I will do. I am the Lord. And that rings so true in my, my situation now in, in my personal life. Uh, there's, a, there's a circumstance going on now that I go back and forth with on um, doing just that. Um, the result I desire, and I'm just turning that over to the Lord. I'm turning the result over to the Lord that it's going to benefit Him, it's going to glorify Him in some form or fashion. So that is what I am doing right now, declaring it to you guys. So this was, this was beautiful beautiful words today. Let's go to Romans 8, 31 to 32. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Boom! He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So powerful. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. That's from Micah 7, 7. And then finally, therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except the Holy Spirit. That's from 1 Corinthians 12, 3. You guys, another episode of Coffee in Christ is winding up. And I just want to say that... Uh, I love this, and I love the fact that we can engage with you weekly on this podcast. And I encourage you, right, to share this podcast. We are the intentional gatherers. We get people out of isolation and into community. If you know people or you are a person who has experienced success in this life, and you're like, what? That's all there is to it? If you're in the corporate world and you're bound by those handcuffs, those golden handcuffs. I was there once. If you're a business owner and you are just successful, but you're working so hard and you're like, what? This is it? If you have all the money and you're like, what? This is it? If you're asking yourself, this is it. Or if you know someone who is asking themselves, this is it. Well, what we do is we help those people get into communities of folks that can help them or you discover what your true purpose is and live the life you were created to live. And it is an awesome place to be. So pass this message on. Love you guys. Until next time, get out of isolation. Get into community.